0: Is there not an entire section on this subject? Okay. No, yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about Peter, for example. Is your is your book for sale? Yes. Sir. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. What have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure I have I just go and try and do a better job from there I don't think so let me let me tell let me tell let me tell you this coming. is my vibe. what up? I got something to say hey what's going on everybody welcome back to let me tell you episode 65 I'm your host the evangelical norm so I know I'm a day late in uh, the regular release of this podcast, but last night was just too much <laughs> um, between just exhaustion and everything crazy that's going on in the news cycle and so on. I just I I tried to record. Uh, the episode three or four times, and then I was just like, I just gave up, I was like, I gotta go to bed, I gotta sleep, Um, that might have been part of it, I kept yawning throughout every take, Um, so, yeah, Uh, and then today, uh, just kind of, you know, solidified the fact that it was probably a good thing that I didn't, because there's more stuff that, considering in the day and so on, that uh i wanted to say so with that i was going to say something about Chaz, uh the capitol hill autonomous zone excuse me that apparently has been changed the name has been changed to chop the capitol hill occupied something uh who knows who cares um so just in brief, that whole thing should have never gone more than four minutes before it was shut down. They've tried this in other cities, and they have shut it down. Of course, Seattle's not going to do what Seattle needs to do, but these are literally, as you look at this, these are enemy insurgents that have created a their own territory, that have taken land in the United States to create their own autonomous nation or whatever it needs to be put to a stop military whatever say what you will about me or what you know warmonger who cares this needs to, should have been put to an end immediately and it needs to be put to an end now and that, that honestly that's all i have to say about it because i want to get into the deeper conversation again Still coming back to the issue of race, of police brutality, of police, uh, poor police training, whatever it is. But we all know we've seen it by now. You've seen videos and so on. I'm not going to show the video again because honestly, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of watching video after video of black men being killed. White men, black men, whatever men. Um, I mean, because we have them all. We all have, and and the common theme, I mean, what we see more of, obviously, because this is what has led into the narrative of the day, is black men. Going back to Kirk Kennedy's uh, tweet from two weeks ago, I don't fit the description of a crime, I fit the description of your fear. And honestly, that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know that it's it. Can you can you call irrational fear of black men racism? I would call it race phobia. Maybe I don't know what you want to call it, but I don't know that it is an actual that these things come from a hatred. And, And again, I don't know the hearts of these police officers, so I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I, I, I think the whole thing between George Floyd and and Chauvin was personal. I think something happened when they worked together at the nightclub that they worked at. I think there was something there that Shalvin recognized Floyd, and I think something personal came out. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but... These officers at Rayshard Brooks, I think that's how, how you say his name. Um, I can't imagine that these guys got up in the morning and said, "We're going to go out and kill a black guy." I don't think that they saw him and said, "This is our opportunity to kill a black guy." As you watch the initial react or interaction between the two, it was very professional, very you know, calm. And then as they're getting ready to put the handcuffs on him, obviously he was somewhat intoxicated. And I don't know what possessed him to resist the way that he did and fight and take a taser and run. I mean, obviously he, it's, it was a a multiple second DUI, afraid of going back to jail, whatever it was, but he bolted. Now, again, Understanding that none of this is worthy of taking his life. Even the fact that he took a taser, the fact that he turned and and tried to employ the taser um, from the way the video shows, it was actually discharged into the air and ultimately became um, harmless at that point. When it was discharged, because you have to replace the cartridge and all the things to do, which he could not have done. So at this point, he was just a fleeing suspect. He was no longer a threat. And so the, the shots that were fired and, and it, some people are saying it was justified. I don't know. I'm not an expert in police use of deadly force. But from what I watched, putting myself in that situation I would hope, and again, I can only speculate at this point. I cannot make a definite uh, proclamation, but I would hope that in that same situation, I would recognize that he's no longer a threat, maybe giving chase, maybe putting you know something. I mean, you've got his car, you've got they as far as I know, they probably took, his ID and all those things as they take, as they frisk and they take that stuff out, you know, I don't know if they put those things back in your pockets or if they're, they're kept aside, whatever they have his car, they have his keys. I'm assuming, um, he's no longer a threat, did not need to die. So again, we go through all the same, you know, anger and destruction and The things that that make no sense to do, I mean, to, and, and then again, there's video evidence that it was a white girl that burned down the Wendy's. So here again, we're looking at these Antifa terrorists. I'm, I'm assuming again, a lot of assumptions in this that I'm I'm just giving my opinion. So, and I'm, I'm speaking from a, a very emotional state. So, um, Bear with me because there's probably going to be a whole lot of things that I may have to come back later and retract. And I'm prepped to do so if necessary. But I'm assuming this girl is Antifa. I don't know what it is about Antifa. And it seems like they are being very strategic in continuing the, to fuel the fire, no pun intended, between races. There's an agenda there. And it needs to be figured out, but this is this is not the agenda of every protester. This is not the agenda. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's a a broken record at this point. There are opportunists who all they want to do is get some free stuff. They don't care about Rayshard Brooks. They don't care about George Floyd. They don't care about Breonna Taylor. They just want free crap. And those people are criminals. Those people are, I'll call them thugs, you know, even though that's been termed racist, but they're thugs, they're crooks, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, whatever, because we've seen them all going into the targets and so on, grabbing the free stuff. Those people are persona non grata. I don't care about them. They all need to be locked up and put in jail. I can stand in solidarity with somebody who, who, who walks and marches and says there is, there is a pattern of police brutality or police neglect or poor training that is leading to the deaths of of black people. And we, who cares about statistics? Because of course somebody's going to go, well, you know, more more whites and this and no. What we are seeing. In the last year, the videos that have come out, what we have seen has been one after another after another of black man, black woman who have died at the hands of inept police. Now, are these are these crimin- or racist cops? I don't know. Again, I, I can't I, I can't imagine. I mean, I don't did the cops even know that Breonna Taylor was black when they went in and served the no-knock warrant that apparently they served to the wrong place looking for the wrong person. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently we can look at, you know, the the McMichaels buddy who did all the videotaping threw them under the bus and apparently said, oh, it's absolutely racist with them. So as we look at these, these things, I can stand with those who protest these things out of um, desire to see something changed. Not out of a desire to just tear this mf up, right? You know, I... I couple of albums that i i just went back and listened to over the last few days i went back and i i sat i listened to ice cube the predator um which kind of i mean was the soundtrack um he he literally wrote the soundtrack to the the la riots after the rodney king verdict when when the four cops were were let go and and you know and to hear again, listening to the outrage and the, you know, you can, you can feel it, but again, burning things down and tearing things apart and looting and, and stealing that doesn't do anything. You know, Martin Luther King may have said that riots are the, are the voice of the unheard, but he also, uh, said, don't do it. There are other ways. There are other ways to be heard and I'm I'm gonna to get to that. This it's gonna be kind of a roundabout discussion, but we're gonna to get to that. So I can stand with those people. I can stand in solidarity. Somebody I saw post something about, you know, standing in solidarity with, with my black brothers and sisters and, and and so on, but not being able to to support the movement. The organization, which has become, which is Black Lives Matter. And that's the other thing that I want to talk about. Because it's become, this has become a, a litmus test of, of whether or not you're, uh, or at least for white people, it's become a litmus test of whether or not you're racist. If you can't say Black Lives Matter, and I'm seeing it over and over, people are just like, just say it. Just can you say it? Just can you say it? Black Lives Matter. Well, Absolutely. Black lives matter in the context of that they are created in the image of God, in the context that every single life matters. But I have no problem when we walk in when we walk in these situations when we have um, you know, another George Floyd, Rashad Brooks, Breonna Taylor, when these things happen, I have no problem standing with them and saying black lives matter. And not having to to couch that in anything else. Other than the fact that I am not in any way willing to endorse. I, w- I would actually renounce and um, rebuke the organization that is Black Lives Matter. But I have no problem saying three true words. Black Lives Matter. Yes, they absolutely do. And, and I would hope that if... If a similar situation, you know, just this week, 81 Christians are murdered in Nigeria, black people, black Christians murdered in Nigeria, 81 of them murdered by Boko Haram. I would hope that if I were to put out Christian lives matter, that my brothers and sisters would be able to stand in solidarity on that and not go come back and go, well, you know, Hindu lives matter too. There, there may have been, you know, there may have been some Muslims that were killed in those raids. May have been. But the overwhelming majority and those who were targeted were Christian. So in the same way that I would be willing to stand and say black lives matter, I would hope that they would be willing to stand alongside of me and say Christian lives matter in those situations or pre-born lives matter pre-born black lives matter when you have a situation you know if in a month now as as things calm down hope hopefully calm down hopefully we don't have another one in a week you know but we almost there is a point where we expect these things week after week after week you know we wake up on monday morning and go k okay, where where did it happen this time you know the conversation that that we had um kurt allen with his church and 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 so on and did have done multiple zoom uh recorded zoom meetings um a series called dear god why and the, the last two were why are our issues between blacks and whites still so hard and uh the conversations that have come up in that is, is you know we just we're, we're at a point where these things happen and it's just like you hear it and you go again not again right but hopefully in two months things might calm down and we might actually get a reprieve from from bad Decisions amongst the police that, that lead to the murder of, of anybody, but it seems to be that it's, it's always black. But I would hope, I can't even get to my point, I would hope that if we were to have some kind of thing where we could go to New York and go in the month of June, more black children were aborted than were born. More black children are put to death inside of Planned Parenthood and other abortion clinics than are actually given life in hospitals, in places like New York, in places like Philadelphia, in places like L.A. Could we come together in those places and say, pre-born black lives matter? Could we not do that? And have everybody stand in solidarity together. Instead of again, we get the we get the same kind of situation, whereas you know you you get um, when whenever you you get the the white evangelicals or white people who, when they hear Black Lives Matter, they want to come back with well, all lives matter. Well, the same thing when we go and we, we start talking about end abortion now, save babies, and that we get the pushback of, well, you only care about them before they're born. You don't care about them after, which is a lie. More Christians do foster care, more Christians adopt than any other demographic in the world are reaching out and, and trying to take care of people In in any situation. But we do care about those babies. After they're born. You know, every group. I mean, you can see the sign behind me. You, know, you can't see the whole thing, but we will adopt your baby. These are the signs that people who want to see abortion ended, these are the signs that they carry to these clinics. And they're not, they're not just platitudes. This is real life people. We have people in our church who will literally go out to the abortion clinic and say, we will adopt your baby if you will just give him life. So can I say Black Lives Matter? Do I care about... You know, I mean, my sister-in-law, who lives with me in the room upstairs, has Black Lives Matter on her car. I don't have a problem with that. I do not have a problem with that. Now, if she were to become a card-carrying member of the organization, we might have to have a conversation. But, I mean, I wouldn't say you cannot. I mean, she's free to do whatever she wants to do. She's a grown woman. She's a strong woman, strong black woman. and She has the right to do whatever it is that she wants to do. But I would not support membership in this movement. But I have no problem with echoing the, the, the sentiment and the statement. And standing with those and mourning with those who mourn and weeping with those who weep. I don't have a problem with that. It's called loving your neighbor. And I can do that. In the moment, I have no problem doing that. A few days down the road maybe we can talk about other things. But right now, as the situation calls for, I have no problem saying Black Lives Matter. I do have a problem with being expected to apologize and repent for things that I never did. And so this, was, this is the, the other thing. And I posted this, and I got so much pushback for this, putting this, I mean, heated debates over this. Asking this little white girl to apologize for slavery is like asking this little Asian girl, Japanese girl, I'm, I'm assuming, to apologize for Pearl Harbor. Because, again, it wasn't all Asians who did it. It was the Japanese, right? And then, of course, I got the pushback. Well, we never put white people in in concentration camps well there were prisons of uh, prisoner of war camps after the civil war so there kind of was but i mean yeah i granted it's different but the point of the matter is and and, and the simple thing i mean don't read into it any more than what it is i am not going to apologize and not and there's absolutely no way i mean we've seen videos of, of, of guys going up to and it's always women guys going up to women on the street and say you know excuse me i'm with blm and and we want to just see if you and, and and telling them to kneel and and apologize for their whiteness or apologize for for slavery and no i will not do that and i would not encourage anybody to do that and i would and 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 uh, dude a uh, I hope somebody will come up to me at some point in time and ask me to do that. And no, I'm not going to get violent, but I will have a a strong discussion with them about, because, because again, talked about listening to to ice cubes album, the other album, hashtag C4, Kurt Kennedy's album, Kurt Allen is Kurt Kennedy. He his his, uh, music name is Kurt Kennedy. His real name is Kurt Allen, pastor Kurt Allen. Um, really I mean ultimately he did he did three albums over the last couple of years hashtag c4 the appendix the appendix and philosophy and literally c4 because I mean c4 hashtag C4 came out of uh, right after the Michael Brown situation and so on but it literally is the soundtrack of 2020. From Justice all the way to the very last song, which I can't remember the name of, but um, I mean, all the way through Justice and Orphans and uh, Opinion and Icon and Woke and Trees and on and on and on, Sugar and everything. I mean, literally, just the the soundtrack of 2020. And and now I completely lost my train of thought. (laughs) Of where I was going with that. So, um, dang it. What was I, I was talking about? Not apologizing for something that we didn't do. Right? And, and, and uh, you can't apologize for and repent for the things that, that you were not part of. I really wish I remembered where I was going with that. Um, there you go I'm, I'm having a Joe Biden moment guys um, oh got it okay so if someone were to come up and, and ask me so the song Trees um, and Woke two songs one right after another um, Woke is first Trees is second but it kind of goes through this whole situation of, of did white people go into Africa and start the slave trade no no There's a line in there that I won't repeat, but, um, you know, you think a boatload of white people came into Africa. You didn't think Africans didn't know how to fight the history books would have said they messed with the wrong tonight, right? This is the lyric of, of, of Kurt's song. And, uh, and it kind of goes through the whole thing of, and, and not absolving white Christians, uh, for any part that they played in the transatlantic, transatlantic slave trade, say that eight times real fast. Um, but if if that is the case, then are you going to go to black people who are descended from the tribes of Africa that actually conquered and enslaved their own? Because that's the that is the or, the orig, origination, origin origination origination. I'll figure out what kind of word I'm trying to make up in a minute of, of the slave trade. It was wars among Africans. The victors took those who that they conquered and they sold them to white people. And then of course, white people went, Oh, let's take this to a whole nother level. And then it was Christians who put an end to it. white and black christians now again those who were in power were 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 white but they they had black people who were there with them that were voices just as much as anyone else but it was christians that put an end to it muslims didn't have a problem with slavery You know, Hindus, Buddhists, whatever at the time, it was the Christians who looked. And again, everybody's always talking about that people use the Bible to defend slavery. But it was also the use, the Bible was also used to put an end to it. So again, asking asking any white person to apologize for slavery today is no different than asking an Asian person to apologize for Pearl Harbor. Or asking another black person who may have been descendant of of one of those tribes that conquered and sold black people. Or asking a Muslim to apologize for their part in slavery. Slavery's been abolished. I mean, we can talk about sex trafficking and, and, and that kind of slavery, which still exists. But the systematized slavery that we saw man selling and everything has been abolished jim crow has been put an end to redlining gone <clears throat> you know every every legalized form of racism has been done away with legislatively right it's it's done and this is why um One of the questions that I saw this week, and I wish I I was really looking for the tweet and I couldn't find it. I don't remember who asked it or why, but it was essentially it was why is it that, you know, for the Christians we're willing to go out and stand outside of abortion clinics and preach and and beg women not to murder their babies. And we're willing to do what has to be done to put an end to, to sex trafficking and so on. And we create. You know, investigative groups and and groups that will go in and try to rescue those those people. And the question was, why are you uh, Christians? Are those not just well? It's just a gospel issue, but racism is. And again, I'm I'm putting this out. This is my opinion, and I'm probably going to get all kinds of feedback off, off of this, pushback and 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 hate mail and so on from the three people who are going to watch this video. But. Um, the reality is is abortion is still legal, and those babies need a voice to try to make it criminal and beg those women who are legally going in and murdering their children. Sex trafficking is happening, and it is, it is illegal, and it's horrifying, but it is happening, and something needs to be done. Racism has been outlawed. And now, I mean, when slavery was was legal and active and, and, and every day, people stood up and went and took action to put an end to it. Jim Crow, people stood up and marched and did things and, and made laws and passed laws and took action to put an end to it. Now it is a heart Issue the things racist attitudes, racial discrimination, all those things have been legislated and made illegal and so on. Yes, it still happens, but that is in the heart of the person that does it. And the only thing now we've got laws, it's just like with murder or rape or anything else, they're all illegal. We've done everything we can to make it, put an end to it. People still do it. The only way that it will end is to change the heart of the racist. And the only way that heart can be changed is the preaching of the gospel. You know, yeah, we're out at abortion clinics, but we are preaching the gospel at those abortion clinics. That is the the, the underlying thrust for everything that is done there is the preaching of the gospel with the hope that the mother's heart will be changed and that she won't do this and preaching the gospel to everybody who can hear it is with the hope that the heart of the racist cop or the racist business owner or the racist landlord will be changed the laws are already in place and those people who are willing to break the law, and those those legal standards that have been put in place, because they still have a black racist heart. Sorry, I'm sure that that's that's probably a you you can't call that it, it's a dark racist. It's probably still as bad. The only thing that can change that is the move and the work of the Holy Spirit through the power of the gospel. So that's why we say with race, now it is a gospel issue, because what more can we do? Tell me, if there's more laws that can be passed, fair laws, then, then, then let's do it. But it seems like we've done everything legislatively that we can do, and now we just have to cure the heart issue and the, the training issue with police. so i don't know if it's a good one i don't know if it's one that anybody's even going to want to hear or or even be willing to 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 agree with i don't know but that's my observation that is my observation are there still racist people out there absolutely do black lives matter absolutely should George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, or Rashad Brooks have died? No. All of those were, were horrible police work. Armad Arbery was gunned down by apparently racist vigilantes. But much of this, you know, was was Darren Wilson racist when he when he shot Mike Brown? I don't think so. was maybe Zimmerman, when he killed Trayvon Martin, was. But I don't think the cops that that killed Tamir Rice were racist. They were poorly trained or just made horrible, on-the-spot decisions. Tamir Rice should have never died. Philandro Castile should have never died. Eric Garner, Freddie Gray... Alton Sterling the list goes on and on and on of very poorly performed police work that cost the lives of people but i don't know if any of those can be ultimately carried out to have been racist i don't think that and maybe maybe there was a an issue of of racial phobia that led to the fear of those people led to the, the, the poor execution of, of police procedure. Maybe we could do that. Maybe it's the fear of the black man. I don't know that it was hatred, but I could be wrong. And I'm willing to, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, but again, we need to see laws passed. So there has to be the, the action and, and the, the work needs, still needs to be done for abortion. People are in w- women and children and, and, and probably even men. I don't, I, don't, I don't know enough about sex trafficking, but I know that there are people in precarious positions right now in life or death situations that need to be rescued. So action needs to be taken. And for the most part, it looks like a lot of the action has been taken to level the playing field, to make things equal for black, white, brown, Asian, whatever, in the United States. Those steps, uh, legislative and, and so on, those have been taken trying to, at least on paper, have made the the, the, playing, the the playing field level. Now it's only a matter of changing the heart of the racist who would say, I don't care about those regulations and laws. I'm still going to discriminate because of, of this. The only thing we can do for them is to preach the gospel and to preach the gospel at all times. And to use words because they're necessary. Until next week, soli deo gloria. Mm.